Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Vanderson. Today I will begin summarizing the daily chronological Bible readings beginning on December the 3rd, day 337. We read how Paul was about to be killed by the Jews who believed that he was destroying their culture and frustrating their attempt to please God by their strict adherence to the law. The Jewish zealots hoped that by obeying the law they could manipulate God into ousting the Roman occupiers and return the glory of David's and Solomon's empire. The Roman soldiers saved Paul from the riotous mob. As he was being taken away, Paul spoke in Greek to the commander, who had apparently mistaken him for an uneducated troublemaker. He allowed Paul to address the crowd of people that had quieted themselves. Paul gave his testimony to prove his zeal for the law and the Jewish culture. But when he got to the part where God said that he wanted to extend salvation to the Gentiles, their mad fury returned. So the commander arranged a more civil meeting with the leaders to determine the cause of all the conflict. Realizing that there was not going to be an amiable resolution, Paul divided his enemies by tossing amongst them the doctrine of the resurrection between the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Amid the mayhem, the commander ordered his soldiers to rescue and escort Paul back to the fortress. But the next day he decided to send Paul to Governor Felix because he found out that there was a plot to murder Paul. God encouraged Paul with the assurance that he would be a witness for him in Rome. December the 4th, day 338. We read how Paul's Jewish persecutors' aggression caused him to constantly gain audience with more powerful leaders further up the chain of command, all the way, potentially, to Caesar. At each trial, the Jewish accusers made fools of themselves by saying that the gospel was a threat to Roman rule in an attempt to get the Romans to execute Paul. The monumental task that frustrated Paul's enemies so much was that they had to convince the Romans that their religious disagreement with Paul was a threat to the empire and that the best solution was to execute Paul. The carnally-minded Roman rulers were each at a loss to understand the nature of the conflict because the argument to them was just differing religious beliefs, not civil matters. When the opportunity became available, they were more than willing to move Paul to another jurisdiction. So when he enacted his right as a Roman citizen to be judged by Caesar himself, they were eager to comply. However, the new problem was this how to justify wasting Caesar's time with such a trivial matter from their viewpoint. December the 5th, day 339. We read about Paul's adventures at sea. It is important to remember that sailing was more difficult and more dangerous back then than it is now because the ships were designed for sturdiness rather than speed and the sails were what they call square rigged rather than the currently popular Marconi rigged style. In addition, the wood used was heavier as the timber was thicker because sailors had no way to stop the wood-boring worms from sinking the ship, nor the incessant rot that constantly weakened the planks and frames. This combination made it where the ship could only travel pretty much in the same direction as the wind, and the bow pushed through rather than cut through the waves. In addition, wood was quick to break apart when battered by waves or whenever it was run aground. It is difficult for us to imagine the high level of risk for disaster that the ancient sailors faced, not to mention the notorious undercurrents of the Mediterranean Sea. No wonder why sailors have always been so superstitious. Modern fiberglass boats are far superior because they can sail up to 45 degrees from directly into the wind and can cut through large waves, not to mention that the modern boat has several kinds of high-tech navigational and communication equipment aboard. Paul sensed that the journey would meet with disaster but the captain thought that he was more knowledgeable about the sea than a preacher. 
not unlike Peter's opposition to Jesus' instructions to him on how to fish. The ship was too slow for the aforementioned reasons, plus the added weight of the cargo, so they became vulnerable to a mighty tempest while attempting to make a simple 40-mile trip to the next harbor, and all but their lives was lost. December the 6th, day 340. We read that Paul and his shipmates made it safely to the shores of the island of Malta. The islanders assumed that Paul was a guilty man when they saw a viper with his deeply embedded fangs hanging from his hand but then reversed their opinion of him when unharmed he shook off the snake into the fire. Because he prayed and healed the sick, the indigenous people mistook him for a god and loaded the new boat with the necessary supplies to travel to Rome. In Rome, Paul was able to live on his own with only a guard. As was his custom, he presented the gospel first to the Jewish leaders. He received a mixed response, so as God directed, he turned to target the Gentiles. It was at this time that he penned his letter to the Ephesians. He stated that God's Holy Spirit who indwells believers is his guarantee that they will share in the promised inheritance so that believers will praise and glorify him through their lives. He prayed for them to gain spiritual wisdom and to be made alive in Christ. He stated that the system of obeying the law and offering sacrifices for salvation ended when at the same time Christ reconciled the traditional distinction between Jews and Gentiles by uniting them into the heavenly family through his sacrifice on the cross. Finally, he told them that as members of God's family, they had become his temple along with the Jewish Christians. December the 7th, day 341. We read how God's secret plan was now being revealed through his holy apostles and prophets. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. Paul prayed for the believer's empowerment and increased spiritual maturity to the level of imitating Christ. He challenged them to live in unity overlooking petty differences while focusing on the more noble goal of building up the body of Christ. With the Lord's authority, he commanded them to live in accord with his Holy Spirit, which is a stark contrast to their former pagan lifestyle. Finally, he said that they must be sensitive to and determined to engage in the type of activities that please the Lord. December the 8th, day 342. We read the rest of Paul's letter to the Ephesians and begin the letter to the Colossians. He told the Ephesians to live soberly and to create love songs to God as a personal expression of gratitude toward him. He instructed husbands and wives to nurture their relationship as a reflection of Christ's relationship with the body of believers. He gave instructions about the proper relationship between children and parents and that of slaves and masters. He taught that since the battle was not in the physical realm, but in the minds and hearts of men and in the unseen heavens, their armor should be spiritual in nature. The goal is to resist and stand firm by being alert and persistent in prayer, accomplishing this through truth, righteous living, abiding and dwelling on the truth of the gospel and the Bible. His letter to Colossae began with thanksgiving and prayer. He prayed that God would give them a complete knowledge of his will. He affirmed the eternal deity of Christ to counter the heresy that denied it. He attributed Christ with enabling all believers to be holy and blameless before God. December the 9th, day 343. We read the rest of Paul's letter to the Colossians. He reiterated the fact that God had recently revealed his plan that had been hidden until the arrival of Jesus, who now lives in the hearts of redeemed believers 
giving each one the assurance that they have a home awaiting them in heaven. He encouraged them to continue to follow Christ by growing in the Spirit. Paul compared the law of Moses to a shadow of behaviors that gives a description of how Christians will behave when they are finally free from all sinful hindrances. Paul described the picture of what a believer's behavior in a new life should look like. He gave instructions for proper behavior in the home and in the workplace. He encouraged the Colossians to pray often and to conduct their lives in a manner that will give them an opportunity to be a witness of their salvation. Finally, Paul sent the Colossians greetings from all his co-workers in Christ. This ends this week's summary of daily chronological Bible readings. My next episode will pick up on a daily chronological Bible reading summary of December the 10th, day 344. I look forward to your visit then. May the Lord bless you.